I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Let's Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we're talking about keeping it professional while still being yourself at work. Today, we're joined by Human Resources Specialist, Robbie Renshaw. Robbie, I'm excited to talk to you today. I feel like this is a long time coming. So, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do at Lutz, and why we're talking to you about professionalism. Perfect. So I won't bore you to death with my entire life story, mm-hmm. but born and raised in Omaha, graduated high school, took some time off between high school and college. So where'd you go to high school again? Millard South. Okay. But don't tell Sean Wiederquist. He, okay. he makes fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> Actually, I don't remember. Okay. But it's because I'm a patriot and, you know, he, he likes to. So, yeah, yeah went to Millard South, graduated. I, I kind of have a non-traditional story, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, took some time off, just focused on some family stuff before I went to Metro, got my associates. Left there, went to UNO, and I was at UNO for a few years before I decided to transition to Bellevue University, where I wrapped up with my degree. In my degree, I kind of going back to UNO and, and my story there, I... Initially thought I wanted to be a therapist or a counselor of some sort. I'm like, God, you know, it was very like cliche. I'm like, I'm going to have like this really cool room with like a big lounge chair. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to sit there with a notepad and glasses that I don't need (laughs) and just take notes and help people. But I realized that it really wasn't necessarily the way that I wanted to help people and found HR when I was at UNO, started taking classes. So my degree is in industrial and organizational psychology, which focuses on more of like organizational psychology, right? The study of the workplace. So found my jam, was at UNO, things were good. And I started doing internships, you know, kind of building my professional experience, if you will. And I was in the arts and sciences and I had a lot of friends that were in the college of business, specifically accounting. And, you know, when I started looking for my first, I would say, post-graduation job, if you will, right. I, I kept hearing about LUTs. Okay. People were like, oh, you got to check out this really cool accounting firm. And I'm like, cool accounting firm? Yeah. Come on. Nah. No, really? Probably well, <laughs> it was like oil and water, at least what I thought it was. So, of course, curiosity got the best of me. I started doing some research and I'm like, wow, accounting tech, finance, M&A, recruiting, what's going on at this place? So narrowed it down to three really great organizations. Let's, of course, happen to be one of those. Actually, I tell this to people I'm interviewing all the time. It's really cheesy, kind of a cheese ball. But when I was interviewing with Let's, the stars aligned. It made sense. And they let me through the door. And I've been thankful to call Let's home for five years. So this year's five years. Good for you. I know. I know. It's weird because I wish I could still use like oh, I'm sorry, I'm a newbie. I'm just still learning the ropes. No, no, okay, maybe sometime. But yeah, so been here for five years. In my role, wear a lot of hats. I think like most HR professionals, do everything in feedback, engagement, retention efforts. However, however, of course, my main focus is really on overseeing campus recruiting, recently experienced recruiting, and then overseeing our internship program. So I would say in my own professional experience, even previous to Lutz, I've kind of worked with a wide range, if I would say, 
professionals, right, at different mm-hmm. points in their career, ranging from, of course, interns, right, mm-hmm. that are just, you know, starting to navigate their own professional career path, you know, and obtain jobs and just getting their feet wet to working with very advanced professionals. So this topic is perfect to kind of cover what does it actually mean to be a professional in the workforce. And I think it's such an interesting topic because we talk about it all the time at work. Right. Okay. We talk about it every day. The the difference is when we talk about professionalism, we're discussing it in its parts versus its sum. Sure. Right. We talk about integrity. Sure. Right. Doing the right thing behind the scenes. Also visibly, we talk about work product, the outcome of work product, client service relationships. We talk about how we network. We talk about learning and development. Those are all components of, you know, kind of what makes someone professional. Absolutely. Well, that's it. We're done. That was now, I know. Well, no. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. It makes, it makes this really easy. No, I, I, I guess I'm curious, going back to your education a little yeah. bit, you talk oh, about yeah. organizational psychology. Yeah. And I, I'm just curious, is that... You know, because you talked about the parts and the sum. I mean, is, is there a, I'm sure there's micro and macro components of that concept itself, right? I mm-hmm. mean, how do you really look at the psychology of an organization? Is it by understanding each individual or is it what you want the individuals to be that you recruit? Or is it the general culture of the organization? Kind of to get away from, from professionalism yeah, no, yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah. but, or is it all of that? It's all of that. Yeah. And That's when I realized, so what I I kind of always had a fascination with the Mm -hmm. way the workforce is structured. Mm -hmm. So I got my first job when I was 13. I shouldn't be admitting this, but I did lie on my application. (laughs) I was really excited to get into my job. And so I've been working consecutively since then. So I've worked in a lot of different industries, you know, specifically hospitality, restaurant industries and stuff. And I remember even at a younger age going into my job going, well, no wonder your people are unhappy because you're doing this. How do you sure. not see this? Or, you know, or no, no wonder this isn't being, you know, executed effectively because there's no communication and mm-hmm. all of those things. And fast forward when I, when I finally got to college and, you know, I think like most people, you know, some people have very crystal clear visions and, right. and paths of what they want to do. I, on the other hand, was like, wait, this is too many options. This is analysis paralysis, right? There's yeah. too much. And when I started even doing research to figure out what discipline and, and I came across IO Psych, I was fascinated just understanding how people work together and <clears throat> effective organizational structure. Sure. You know, everyone says this and it's very obvious, but we spend a lot of time at work wow. and just like any other relationship, it has to be maintained. Mm-hmm. Just like we maintain our cars, we maintain the relationships, our development, our learning, everything at work. And if that remains stagnant, well, we might feel uncomfortable. We might feel unsettled. We, you know, we might have some rumblings kind of under the surface. And I was fascinated. I'm like, gosh, I want to go into a business and I want to help them help them understand their workforce so Mm -hmm. we can recruit better so we can promote appropriately and develop individual career paths for individuals and understand how people are motivated and and how that all ends up providing great people that are professional with great client service and that are happy in their jobs so So you wanted to sounds like you wanted to understand you know the macro level so that you could really help impact each individual at the end of the day yep 
I mean, it's, you know, you can't have one without the other. You can't. And, and that makes a ton of sense. And by the way, I think you're fantastic for the role. Oh, well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fun to be able to work with you. And it's, I think that's a common thing around here. So as far as professionalism though, let's get into it. I mean, what, this, I'm excited for this because we, you know, we talked about it briefly before this in your mind and it's hard to define it, but what is professionalism? Mm -hmm. It's how you do the job. Okay. It honestly, and right. I, I'm oversimplifying it because as I was saying, you know, but are you though? I mean, we talked about it, that, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not what you <laughs> do, do. It's how you do it. It's how you do it. And right. I think again, why it's, I, I hope I can make today make this topic a little bit more interesting to people. But as <clears> I said, we're talking about it in so many ways and the work product, how we do our job, we get to the end work product, mm -hmm. our work ethic, our demeanor, how our integrity, I mean, are we being an expert and all of those things kind of encompass and, and, and put together this really good package of what professionalism is. And of course I would say now, one thing about me, if people know this, I'm a huge fan of analogies, okay? I think right? we all are. Okay, thank you. I like that. I'm into that. Well, <laughs> you can lie to me, Jack. We, we okay. talked to the king of analogies a few months ago, Ooh, Ron. Okay. And he's I love got it. some dynamite analogies. <laughs> yes. So, well, I'm going to use one, and this yeah. is how I think about professionalism. And, of course, it's going to be food-related. Okay. But to me, professionalism is a recipe. Okay. And... Within it, it has ingredients right. and you have your core ingredients, okay? Of course, I keep saying this, but integrity. You have to be genuine in, in which and ethical in the way that you're navigating your work. You can't have chocolate chip cookies without chocolate chips, sure. right? Then sure. that just they're not good cookies. Come on. But then you also look to You could have peanut butter cookies. Uh, See, now we're okay, talking okay, about a different good. thing. Okay. But go ahead. Okay. Keep so going, then, keep going what you're doing. So now yeah. we're getting to the second part. Okay. Yeah. So we have our core ingredients. They're right. kind of universal. That when you look at businesses or individuals, you can say this is a typical trait of, or characteristic or ability right. or skill of someone that's professional. But then when you get to the second portion of the ingredients, I call those, they're still important. You can use them, but you can substitute them, right? Mm -hmm. And that's really when you're like, you know what, I'm not a big fan of chocolate chips. It's sure. still cookies, but I can add peanut butter, right? Um, yeah. And those types of characteristics <clears throat> can be really individualized by someone's professional background, their academic background, the culture of the company they're at, <clears throat> the type of team they're on, right? So people mm -hmm. can kind of individualize how they build their professional brand sure. and what's important to especially with their client base. So you have your core aspects of professionalism that are always going to be there. Right. And then you have the things that you can kind of customize as you navigate your career. Right. So would you say that using the recipe analogy, would you say that professionalism is maybe more of cooking as opposed to baking? Because baking is so much. I need a teaspoon of baking mm. soda and I need two tablespoons of butter and I need three eggs. Whereas... You know, in cooking, it's like, okay, I need acidity, I need salt yeah. flavor, and I need this. But, you know, I can kind of play with it. And depending on the context of what I'm trying to cook for, as long as it tastes good, Ooh. we're professional, okay. right? I mean, I that's like kind it. of... <laughs> yeah, you're, you know, you're right. I take it, you like to cook, don't you? I do. Okay, yeah. I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> being honest, I love my air fryer. Okay, so... <laughs> I need to get... Everyone keeps talking about an air fryer. You don't have an air fryer? No, I don't have an air fryer. How do you not have... I've got... Okay. I've got a, a pork butt sitting in a, in a crock pot right now, but I don't have an air fryer. <laughs> All right, second podcast. Let's add it on the list. Let's okay. talk air fryers. It's life-changing. Okay, so 
I would say it's more like cooking, right? Okay. Because we can individualize those sure. things. As long as we get to the end results and the end result is what we're trying to accomplish, we can kind of mm-hmm. maneuver and switch up those things to get there. Certainly. So when we think about like some of the traits, right? Or characteristics right. of someone, I guess that's, Absolutely. you know, professional, right? We would say, well, this person's very conscientious. They're very aware. They're very understanding. They're always learning and growing and, you know, doing those things. How they're doing it and what their focus is might be different depending on their role, their team, their own needs, right? The type of organization or industry they're in. And so people might spend more time finessing or developing other aspects of their professional brand. Right. So kind of like cooking. Yeah. No, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. It it sounds like, I mean, you're talking about kind of the the consistent features or characteristics of the end product of mm-hmm. what you're delivering right mm-hmm. which is you've got to be competent you've got to know something about what you're talking about if you don't then you're probably not going to sound very professional right you've also got to be timely you've got to follow up and follow through when you say you're going to right you've got to maybe exude a sense of passion so that it seems like booch he always tells me you know people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care Right. Love that. I mean, that that's a huge part right there. And notice none of those things. We didn't talk about wearing a tie. No, because it's not. Yeah. Just where you're exactly right. It's not just a suit. And, I, and again, going back to when we first started, why this is so interesting, because I think people associate professionalism with appearance. Mm-hmm. Yes. We don't want to come to work wearing sweatpants right. unless for some reason your organization right. needs it. And there's, you know, exactly. That's but a, that's the context of yes, it. Yeah. Yes. And that's where you can kind of maneuver and shift. But really it, it is about how you do the job and how you carry yourself when you're doing it. So right. I would say there are two aspects of when someone's either building or continuing to build on their professional brand. And the reason I'm saying that is because being professional is not like a checkbox. Like, aha, today I've achieved professionalism. That doesn't work, right? Right. It's something that's continuously developed as someone kind of navigates their career. But when you look at aspects of what helps people be aware of their professional demeanor Mm -hmm. is one, having self-awareness. Oh, yeah. Critical. Big on that. You have to be aware of yourself. And that's being aware of how, you know, how conscientious you're being. That's being aware of your strengths, your weaknesses. And I and I don't like the word weakness because, or deficiency, right? That's it, a fancy word for weakness. Yeah. <laughs> right? Potato, potato, yeah. right? Niche, niche. Niche, just, niche. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? So you took the niche route. I know. And I I'm know. like, niche. Okay, niche. Uh, <laughs> see? Okay. So really, so having self-awareness, I think in conjunction with knowing your audience, mm-hmm. those two things together will help any person successfully navigate their career. Here's an example. Okay. I'm going to use a hypothetical, <clears throat> Jack, for this. Okay. So you and I, we have a good working relationship, Absolutely. right? We joke yep. around. We have fun. A good rapport. <laughs> good rapport. We yep. make light. So we're used to that demeanor, mm-hmm. that interaction. Let's say you're working with a client. Maybe you're having a hard time. You're trying to win someone and just things keep going wrong, kind of domino effect. And you're like, gosh, I'm just really in it right now. And I would really appreciate to have you know, just some outside perspective. Well, I'm going to reach out to Robbie. I have a good relationship with her. I always have fun. I know she'll be there. So you set up a time to talk. We meet, we get together. 
you're telling me about this situation that's obviously very impactful and, and stressful and, and, you know, causing you some stress. So mm-hmm. you come to me in that light, but what if I come in there with the same demeanor that you're used to interacting with me? Right, right. You would be like, why is she joking around right now and yeah. trying to poke and prod and have fun? Like, that's not my vibe. I'm, I'm upset. I'm having a bad, I need someone to be there. You'd be like, gosh, she's so unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a very extreme example right there. But it all goes back to being self-aware to know your audience. Understanding right. your audience helps you navigate and know how to approach those situations. And I think also being fair to the other person. And, and this is now to be more specific on your situation and in, in your your you know your example. But there's also you have to give someone the opportunity to be professional. Yes. Right. I, I mean, That's I need to point. be able to set the stage and say, right. hey. Listen, I really need some advice here and this is really causing me a lot of anguish and and you know this is why. And then hopefully you can, you know, come back with with something very productive. Yeah, no, I know exactly. I totally see what you're saying. I mean, it it just it again, that's a context thing, knowing your audience, right? So you brought up a really good point and you were spot on, right? right? It's it's so again, being professional, right. setting the stage, setting those expectations. I actually, I I recently talked to my boss about this and I actually, ironically, five years ago in my interview, I brought this up. So as I navigated just working in the restaurant industry and hospitality industry, it is very, you are a hundred percent customer facing, right? Right. And you, you work with a lot of people, people have foods, emotions, and you know, you learn to be more empathetic and understanding. And along the way, I realized what helped me initially when I was first starting out Mm -hmm. was kind of this, I don't know, thing or mantra. And I called it check, check match. And it was always any time I ever went into a situation, especially when I was working with a peer, a mentor, a a customer, it was check their needs, check my needs and match them. I love that. Yeah. And and it helped me do everything from serving effectively. Right. Right. Because, I mean, this is a kind of a minuscule example, but if... I'm at a restaurant serving and a, and a group of people come in and, and they're, they look like they're having fun and, you know, they're maybe having some drinks beforehand and they're celebrating. Well, it probably makes sense for me to understand their needs and match those, right? Absolutely. But imagine if I came up and was very, you know, quiet. Hey, guys, how's it going? They'd be like, hey, we're here trying to party. What's yeah. going on, right? And then vice versa. Imagine if there's this couple trying to have an intimate dinner and I go up and I'm like, hey, and I'm very grand. They're going to be like, we're trying to have a relaxed, you yeah. know, you know, night out. You know, can you take it down? And so I think too, like going back to knowing your audience, check, check, match. Mm-hmm. Like, especially for someone really early in their career, if they're trying to navigate and they have no point of reference, they've never had a professional job. How do I navigate the workforce? How do I navigate being on a team, my management? You know, how do I, you know, help with my managers and build those relationships? Well, figure out your needs, figure out those needs and match them. That's fantastic. And I think that's a really good starting point for people. I completely agree. I mean, believe it or not, I've got friends with strong personalities. Let me say this. I was trying to not sound, I was about to say, I've got a lot of friends. No, I've got friends with strong personalities, right? right? And I've had conversations like this before with them and friends with strong personalities and different backgrounds as well. Mm -hmm. And one of the the topics that's been brought up that we've talked about before is, you know, this is who I am. Why, why is this not acceptable either in the workforce or out in public or this or that? And 
I think that's what's missing is kind of the self-awareness of, well, wait a minute, who's your audience, right? Which is something that maybe I don't understand because, you know, being from West Omaha, my audience has been pretty consistent for most of my yeah. life, right? <laughs> yeah, so I've had a yeah. lot of practice yeah. with this audience. Mm-hmm. But it, I think that's when you can really wow people when you're in front of a different audience, notice your audience, uh, be aware of it, kind of match their energy, match what they're looking for. But then once you gain their respect, boom, hit them with your own self and your individuality, right? And then say, hey, this is also what I bring to the table that is a little bit different. Now, of course, that takes a lot of trust in all parties, right? But I I think because there's a a middle part there. I mean, how do you maintain that that uniqueness about yourself Mm -hmm. while matching the other party? Yeah. And I would say that's probably the biggest the hindrance of this all, right? Because right. I think some people, I, I will throw myself out there. Okay. I I've got to tell you really fast, you know, I've, I've been very lucky to have a lot of mentors in my mm-hmm. life growing up. I'm, I'm the type of, per- this is actually a tip I would tell people, especially developing professionalism, never miss out on an opportunity to find mentorship or to be mentored by all walks of life. Sure. There are things I've learned from an intern that left me incredibly inspired in someone with 50 years of experience. Right. right. So when I was being mentored and kind of guided through, you know, what do I want out of my career, out of my life and all those things. And not that this was wrong, but a lot of what I was coached on, you go to work, you do your job, you work hard, earn your keep and you go home. Right. And when I started going into the workforce, I'm like, well, that's not true anymore. This is, this is a different, you know, people are collaborating and building relationships and, you know, and I've kind of got to break that mentality. And so when I started at Lutz, Let's broke that out of me. Really? And yeah, a hundred percent. So you were kind of head down and not, show up, do my job. and It's not that I was heads <clears throat> down. I've always been a talker, but right. it was more or less like, let's really helped me understand the importance of building authentic relationships with sure. the people around you. And actually, we, we mentioned this gentleman earlier, Ron Nebbia. Yeah. He gave me, I've told him this, and I, I hope he remembers, but... He gave me the best piece of advice that I needed because I always called myself kind of like a reserved extrovert, right? Until I kind of felt comfortable, knew the waters, felt safe. So that's kind of how I always navigated. I'd say maybe smart. You're smart. You are, right? Right. Strategic. Okay, there we go. Okay. Uh, Podcast over. Uh, No, but I, so I remember coming to Lutz and I'm like, oh my God, people are friends. They hang out. Like, wait. But this is altering everything I had been coached on and knew. And so fast forward. So it started fall of 2016. It was our first, well, my first just experience with the internship program. And Ron Nebbia and Susie Krause were giving a path to leadership lunch to our intern. So of course, to the interns, but I had a notebook in hand and I'm like, I am ready. Mm-hmm. So it was funny because I was in the back of the room, like, you know, just scribbling away all these like profound things. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is so beautiful <clears throat> to my life. Sure. And so they were talking about relationships being authentic and all this stuff. And Ron ended up saying, he was like, if you have, at the end of the day, when you leave work, if you are peeling off a mask, it doesn't matter where you're at. You're never going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And for so long, I operated in the sense of that you had work you and you had home you. Mm-hmm. And that's exhausting. Right. Why are we being, and I want to say Makes we. Makes it hard to wake up. Yes. And because keeping track of those, those different things, yeah. that's exhausting. And I wasn't being authentic 
And the reason I wasn't being authentic is because I wasn't building relationships effectively. So he kind of, that was the first point of like, oh, wow, I can let my walls down. It's okay. I can share who I am and still be valued and viewed as a professional. It's not going to change the way people think about me. It's only going to help them trust me more and build those relationships. Absolutely. So... He said that kind of rocked my world. I sat and stood on it, you know, for for a really long time and and what it meant. And I'm thankful for that because it completely changed how I viewed the workplace and building relationships. And like you back to your point, being professional isn't a suit and tie. Being professional is is your demeanor. It's how you carry yourself. It is your word. It is building trust. It is, I mean, look at our core values. It's brain power. It's, you know, being an expert and not knowing when you're not right. right. Or knowing when you're not an expert and saying, you know what, I'm not the right person to be doing that, but let me get the right person. But guess what? At least we do. We do. We do. And so again, it all goes back to self-awareness and knowing your audience, but also don't be me. Right. Don't be on overdrive. Right. I was on overdrive and I didn't realize it until sitting in that, our training rooms that day. And I'm like, Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm aware. I'm too aware. You know, I, I think we've all done this, right. Been in a meeting, been doing something, a presentation or, you know, something like this, a podcast. And at the end of it gone, Oh, why did I say that? Oh, darn it. I really screwed that up. Oh my gosh. I'm going to get fired. They think less of me. And it, again, it's just that balance being aware enough to execute Whatever it is you're trying to execute, communicate, or get across, but at the same time, having that balance. But don't overthink it at the same time. Right. (laughs) It's like as long as you can do that, then you still are, you know, you have the benefit of being able to be yourself. Yes. Here. You know, now again, we're talking within the lenses of of working here. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I've I've had this conversation on different topics, though, is I I think one of the topics was burnout and another topic, I can't remember exactly, but... You know, more and more we are being asked to accomplish work-related things outside of the eight to five, mm-hmm. right? Which is, which, which depending on your perspective on it, is is okay, right? Because some of the, especially when you're client-facing, it's going to demand that. But that also means I'm going to bring some of my personal life and my personality and things I'm dealing with mm-hmm. into the eight to five mm-hmm. workday, mm-hmm. right? And I have relationships with people at work that I that I really want to confide in them and and say hey and just enjoy myself so to your point it's just you know there's not this you're at home and this is who you are and you're at work this is who Mm -hmm. you are I mean as humans I think it's impossible to try and turn it off that way you can't yeah and you bring up a very good point too it is so people say like okay we're humans right we have emotions we have bad Mm -hmm. days it's inevitable. We all have bad days. And if anyone says they don't, they're lying to you. Right. And there's some days at work, you're like, I just cannot wait to get out of this building and mm-hmm. go home and put my feet up. Right. But I think it also goes back to one of the things about being a professional individual or being viewed as professional is how you conduct yourself in those moments. Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for everything. Yep. I fully agree on that. If, you know, you didn't like something, Jack, let's say... I'm just oh, I'll on. say it. You I'm just that. picking on you. I'm just picking <laughs> yeah. on you. I'm using examples. But yeah. okay, and again, exaggeration. But let's say oh, you, you were trying to get a client or you're working on something, it fell through. And all right. of a sudden, you just start walking around and stomping and screaming and throwing your fist down. 
that's probably not the right time or place to be doing that, right? right. That, that's not setting the right <clears throat> stage. But if you know in that moment, so for me, if, if something emotionally impacts me mm-hmm. or if I feel like, you know what, this could be misconstrued or perceived incorrectly, I'm going to step out yep. and I'm going to handle my business and then I'm going to come back in because that's no one else's business to handle. That's my own. Mm-hmm. But in the same vein, that doesn't mean I'm being inauthentic. Right. It's just knowing my audience. And this isn't the right audience. Right. To maybe throw a tamper, you know, a temper tantrum in front of. And, right. but yeah, and, and you're right because a lot of our relationships, you know, do bleed inside and outside of work. And, you know, you bring up a good, a good point about like, oh, what does it look like after hours and things like that? Well, a part of building your professional brand is also boundaries, mm-hmm. right? Your own totally personal boundaries completely, and, and what you are capable of offering. And if, you know, your boundary is saying, Hey, when I'm safe for maybe unique scenarios, when I'm done at this time, I'm done because right. that's when I'm going to give my best self. You bet. And this is the type of service that I like to offer within this time frame. You bet. Well, I think it's really, really profound to think of it as a relationship. Like you said, I mean, really, I think that there's a lot of really important, you know, really important things to learn from, personal life relationships that you can also uh, attribute, you know, you can also bring to the workplace as well, such as setting up boundaries, right? I mean, boundaries is such an important thing when you're, we've all had that feeling when we're in relationships and we're like, gosh, this thing about them drives me crazy, yes. but I don't know how to say it. Yes. And then you sit and stew on it sometimes, or on the other end of the spectrum, you say everything that you, everything <laughs> yeah. Comes, right? yeah, I'm yeah, more yeah. of the kind that like, and I'm getting, you know, I've gone back and forth in ways I've handled things, but yeah. it's like, okay, Okay, once I'm able to communicate it, find a way to fix it, and I feel like I've been heard, mm-hmm. holy smokes, now I can breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's no different with a job. No. And that's part of being a professional. Yeah. And right? yes, yeah. And again, boundaries, all those aspects are just only going to help you, your team, your management, you you know, grow in all of those, you know, mm-hmm. all of those things. And again, that's where it's individualized. Everybody's different, right? right. And, and what they want and need. And I think sometimes it's hard because people's point of reference, right? They, they look around and they might see someone else doing something, you know, and staying late. Well, I should stay later. I should do this and right. I'm going to be valued more. No, uh-uh. you're creating stories. Yeah. But yeah, and again, so setting boundaries, definitely part of building a professional yeah. brand. Definitely. I think, well, and you just touched on, so I know we've been kind of talking about it this whole time, but everyone's version of professional is different mm-hmm. to your point. And it, yeah, it's, it's someone maybe looked at as, man, that person puts in 50, 60, 70 hours a week, and that is kind of their brand of professional. Mm-hmm. This other person, holy smokes, at lunch, when they go to clients, they are on point that person is a professional. We're not all experts in the same thing. We've got business services that are across the board, right? We can't all be professionals in the same thing. Yes. Right? I mean. You can do anything, not everything. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> I, I love it. I literally yeah. have it as my desktop screensaver. I know that's <clears throat> cheesy, but I even have to remind myself because, you know, drum roll. I consider myself a jack of all trades. Hey, I think that's why we get along. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh God, that's a bad dad joke. Okay, no. uh, but it works, but it works. But I, I realize it about myself. I'm someone, I like a, my foot or my hand or whatever, you know, limb in a little bit of everything. <clears throat> I want I want to see what's going on, but am I being my best self professionally mm-hmm. if I'm spreading myself too thin because I think I have to be in everything. So again, 
self-awareness is knowing what you're good at. Right. And that, that doesn't mean you can neglect other things in your life, like strengths. That's why LUDS utilizes the strengths finder assessment so much. It's not to say that we're not talented in multiple areas or that we necessarily have weaknesses. It's to look at what we're really good at and mm -hmm. continue to really just refine and finesse those to be an expert in those. Sure. But still be able to support in other areas. But again, you know, playing your position, being an expert. I'm not the person to do tax returns. I call myself a wannabe accountant all the time. <laughs> but I'm sorry, I should not be touching a tax return, right? Yeah. You know, just like people are going to look to me for certain things, like I'm going to look to you for certain things. And that's just building that part of that brand. Right. No, I love that. I think self-awareness is so huge. And it's it, it it's so apparent to me when I see people that lack it. Right. When you see someone that lacks self-awareness and, and I, I need to be more fair than I am oftentimes, because sometimes I see folks that, that lack some self-awareness and I think, gosh, they are a lost cause. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, wait, wait a minute. Maybe I can help them be aware of that. Mm -hmm. Right. But mm -hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, if you're self-aware and one thing I was thinking about as we we're talking yeah. is what are ways that you can overcome a perceived lack of professionalism? And in my mind, one of those is, you know, exuding passion. Mm hmm. Right. If you're passionate about something and you can communicate that passion, mm -hmm. if you do, if you're maybe a little rough around the edges, yeah. I feel like you can still kind of break through. Right. Oh, yeah. I, of course, you can look at some people who just maybe naturally or have more innate skills or abilities or things yeah. that, again, come a little bit more naturally. But no, I think so. Another component of this or ingredient of the recipe, if you mm -hmm. will, is development, mm -hmm. self-development. It's a two-way street, right? You're going to, of course, have development that you receive at work and, you know, things and training and certifications. But also with that, people need to be investing in themselves and, right. and which ways are meaningful to invest in. You know, I, actually, I talk with our development coach, Jen Waldy, about this all the time and, <clears throat> you know, ways that people can, like, really, if someone's a little rough around the edges, it's, it's maybe because... Maybe they're early in their career. Maybe they don't have a good mentor. You know, sure. maybe they're not developing and investing in themselves outside of work. And I realized that was a huge part of my own kind of navigating my path is there is still an investment regardless, even if we leave at five o'clock, that we've got to continue. And it mm -hmm. takes ownership of ourselves in doing that, mm -hmm. whether maybe that's listening to a podcast maybe that's yeah. reading a good book, maybe yeah. that's joining us, you know, I don't know, a young professionals group. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's connecting with other professionals. It, it could be anything that, you know, excites you or you're interested in. Well, maybe they've never been told. Maybe it's just yes. as easy as that. If they've never been told. Right. I like to think we're all mentors to each other we all are. the time. A hundred percent. And it's, you know, same thing. Like if I, if I, we're having a conversation and I've got a booger, I expect you to tell me. I promise. I expect Are you, trying you to tell, tell me. Something me. Right no, I'm now? not. I promise. Okay, because we can be very honest with but each other. I, but that's part of. But I, I expect <laughs> yes, that yes, of my yes, colleagues, yes, right? I yes. expect that of my friends. Yes. If I do something that is maybe a little bit rough or does not quite, does not quite, you know, get the point across the right way, I expect you to tell me that. Now, that's not very easy to do, right? No, it and, and confidence. It, yeah, it certainly does. Yeah, and. So it, it's maybe too much of an expectation all the time, yeah. but you better believe I'm going to do it to you, yeah. right? So it's just, I, I think that's a, that's a, and that's one thing that is extremely comforting for me here is I think I feel free to do that. And I feel like people feel free to do that here too. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I, yes, 
clear and kind. Yeah. Right. Right. Communication, effective yeah. communication and effective listening mm-hmm. is important to it. You, yeah. you know, like you said, I, I think you bring up a really good point is mentorship. Mm-hmm. I will. Oh, okay. I'll give an example. I think is super helpful regardless of how long someone's been in their career again, because just because we hit a certain level or point in our career, we never stop growing. As totally. Huge. We never, that's a huge point. Huge, yeah. huge. And we have to continue to keep investing in ourselves. And so a couple months ago, we were doing a presentation for Creighton university for beta alpha Psi. So mm-hmm. that's their accounting fraternity. And it was kind of a like, let's panel. We had obviously current employees that were former interns talk about their path, right? The college, the transition between college to career. And one of the attendees, uh, Justin Korth, he's a tax manager here. He gave really great insight that I'm like, oh, that's very valuable when people think about mentorship. So I will quote him very loosely. It was quite some time ago, but he was talking about when he was first navigating his career and, and developing it. When he walked around the Lutz building, he was very aware of people that were inspiring to him. And he would kind of focus in on certain individuals and go, what about you that makes you so great at client service? What can I learn from you? Mm -hmm. And he just talked about the importance of not turning down an opportunity to be mentored. Absolutely. And so he's like, yeah, then I would spend time with that individual to to understand how they did it so I could build my own way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Not just mimicking what right. they're doing, but to, but to get insight and expertise and wisdom and knowledge. Take that, apply it, and build your own way of doing it. Totally. And I was like, okay, I think we could all do that. Right. Regardless if we've been at a place for two years or 20 years. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think uh, it all kind of, I had, we had a really cool podcast with Boyd Ober the other day from leadership. That, yeah. 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 In, in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And well, we were in Omaha, he was in Lincoln, but <laughs> anyways, his, the topic was having a growth mindset. That's absolutely, I think the main part of it is just, it's, it, in order to be a professional, you have to be willing to grow and learn and change. And you need self-awareness to do that. You need integrity to be able to do that. You've got to have a skill or a trade, right? So you've got mm-hmm. to be competent. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's all these different pieces and components, mm-hmm. and some of which we're going to have more than others, right? Yeah. And that's okay. It that's might be okay. a little bit more of a spicy right? spicy agree? recipe yeah. than a sour <laughs> recipe, right? But yeah. that's the, they own that, you know? <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah. I, do you have anything else? I mean, I we could talk for another hour, but it's already been almost an hour. Has it? Yeah. Wow, that's a fast hour. Yeah, it is. It's a compliment to me, not you. I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, just no, kidding. it is. It totally no, is. I'm just kidding. Do you know how many no. people listen to this? It was just me, none. Okay. Well, I might get like five yeah. listeners yeah, and, and it's going to be my mom four times. So yeah, right. <laughs> me one time. And you once. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I got at least one so I yeah. can hear myself on, uh, you know. On... I, I hate it. It makes me want to vomit okay, when I you... listen to myself. Really? I see. I hate it. I I won't. I don't know how I feel. I'm, I'm so used to doing presentations. Yeah, right. I do. Right. I don't know. Oh, I you, love you, to talk. Yeah. I hate hearing myself. I know. I, I just, I don't know how I feel. Anything uh, else? Okay. Professionalism. Um, you know. I think self-awareness is, is, the, it's big, really, is the big one. Know your yeah, audience. Know your audience. Right? And don't be afraid to look to the people around you to mentor you. And it doesn't even have to be this formal process. Informally. Right. When someone says be a sponge, I'm not even just talking technically, just learn from others. So one thing I've kind of referred to myself, again, analogies, I think of development 
as a house, okay? Mm-hmm. The foundation of my house is who I am. It's yep. my core, it'll never change. I like dad jokes, I'm a huge fan of puns, can be kind of cheesy. Okay, all of that stuff, right? right, it's, right. it's who I am. But what what is so amazing, especially when you get to work around really intelligent people like I do, I'm very lucky, is that while my foundation doesn't change, I can always change what my house looks like. I can yep. pull inspiration from people and go, oh, that, you know what? Jack, oh, you just taught me that. That's fascinating. Oh, I want that. Now I'm going to change my drapes, right? And my house can forever evolve and change and morph, but that doesn't mean who I am is going to change. But, and I think sometimes people will look at mentorship as like, well, I'm trying to be them. No, it's perspective. Mm -hmm. It's perspective, right? It's seeing through their lens and what they're learning. And again, I'll look to you and, you know, charismatic. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know what? That inspires me. So next time I go talk to someone or interview someone, I'm going to make sure I bring my own charisma, right? Absolutely. So don't be afraid to just look around you for mentors, mm-hmm. as you said. I mean, we've talked a lot about it, self-awareness. I mean, integrity is very important. Maybe find some examples of professionalism that you yourself think are professionals. Yes, yes. Right? And, and find ways to make it your own. Exactly. Make awesome. it your own touch. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. See ya. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.